Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim in the name of Allah most gracious most merciful Al Jum'a magazine volume 24 issue 11 12 the Al-Qa'da Dhul-Hijjah 1433 Hijri from gateway to the gracious Quran the testimony of the Quran and the witness of its messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam Sheikh Muhammad Abdullah Diraz 1894-1958 Without doubt, it is common knowledge that the Qur'an is associated with a man from Arabia born in 6th century Mecca in common era calculation and that his name is Muhammad, the son of Abdullah, the son of Abdul Muttalib May the peace and the blessings of Allah be upon him This much is not subject to dispute neither among Muslims nor non-Muslims it is simply the testimony of history handed down through the ages by an overwhelming, unexceptional, unbroken chain of reporters, Tawatur, none of the other scriptures nor any other such human event compares with the historical certainty of either the Quran or Muhammad, may the peace and blessings be upon him. Having said this, there remains a question from where did Muhammad May the blessings and peace be upon him get the Qur'an from himself. That is, did he himself author it? And if so, did he consciously generate it? Or did he receive it from a teacher? Or who would that teacher be? The book itself says that it was not manufactured by Muhammad, peace be upon him, but rather a noble messenger himself, a trustworthy reporter, namely the archangel Gabriel, received it from all the wise, the all-knowing, and conveyed it to him. Accordingly, it was revealed in clear Arabic to the heart of uh, Muhammad, may the blessings and peace be upon him, who received it as a pupil does a text from his teacher. That is to say, Muhammad had nothing at all to do with it insofar as its production. His activity with it and responsibility for it come in certain stages after its reception. He keeps it, he understands it, and he memorizes it. He keeps it, he understands it, and he memorizes it. He proclaims it and conveys its message. He explains it and elucidates it, and he fulfills its applications and implements it. As to innovating its meanings and constructing its text, However, this has nothing whatever to do with him. The Qur'an is indeed divine revelation. Here is how the Qur'an describes its relationship with Muhammad. And if you do not come forth to them with a sign, they say, why do you not concoct one? Say, I but follow what is revealed to me from my Lord. This Qur'an has manifest proofs that verify it uh, that verify it is from that verify it is from your Lord, and that it is divine guidance and a mercy for a people to to believe. Surah Al-Araf, chapter seven, verse two hundred and three. But when our verses were recited to them as clear evidences, those who do not hope for our meeting on Judgment Day said. Bring to us a Qur'an other than this, or change it. Say to them, O Prophet, it is not for me to change it of my own accord, 
I but follow what is revealed to me. Indeed, I fear were I to disobey my Lord, the torment of an awesome day. Surah Yunus, chapter 10, verse 15. There are many other verses that describe the Quran's relationship with Muhammad. The Quran's language is also mentioned in the book itself. We have sent it down as an Arabic Quran so that you may understand. Surah uh, Yusuf, uh, chapter 12, verse 2. We shall make you recite the Quran on Prophet such that you shall not forget it. Surah Al-A'la, uh, 87 verse 6 Do not move your tongue hurriedly with the Quran while receiving it to hasten it. Indeed, it is incumbent upon us to collect it in your heart and to ease for you its recitation. So when we recite it to you, then follow closely its recitation. Then incumbent upon us is its explanation. Surah Al-Qiyamah, chapter 75, verses 16 to 19. We have sent it down as an Arabic Quran so that you may understand. Surah Yusuf, uh, 12, 2. Recite, O Prophet, in the name of your Lord who has created. Surah Al-Alaq, 96, 1. So recite, O Prophet, all that has been revealed to you from the book of your Lord, for there is none to replace his words. Surah Al-Kahf. 1827 for we shall most surely cast upon you O prophet a weighty word surat al-muzammil 73:5. notice how the quran uses recite the motion of the tongue notice how the quran uses recite the motion of the tongue and the fact that what is uttered are arabic words all these describe actual words not intuitive meanings the Quran then is wholly explicit that Muhammad وسلم, may the blessings and peace be upon him did not manufacture this nor did any other created being. On the contrary, the Quran has come down from heaven in both word and meaning. Thus, it is very strange that there remain people who need evidence that the Quran is not authored by Muhammad. May the, blessing, may the blessings and peace be upon him. The truth is Uh, the truth is that if this issue were taken before a fair and just judge, it would be sufficient for him to hear testimony from the one who received the revelation about his role in, uh, in this. Such a judge would not seek traditional or rational evidence beyond this testimony, for it does not resemble in any way common cases which need precedent evidence. And instead, it is a profession, a statement of affidavit, that must be a statement of every affidavit that must be taken from its source. Indeed, neither friend nor adversary should hesitate to accept that witness from him. What interest does a sane person have in claiming for himself the right to lead and in challenging people with wonders and miracles to support his leadership? What would he gain from relating his own creation? or work to others declaring that he has nothing to do with it on the contrary the tendency would be to claim it for oneself so as to be praised and honored by people if one did so i.e if the prophet muhammad claimed the quran as his own composition what person i.e observing the prophet would be able to object to his 
to this claim or counterclaim such a work for himself. Experience shows us that many people of letter uh, of letters steal the efforts of others. Experience shows us that many people of letters steal the efforts of others or steal their most valued portions, a theft that often goes undetected. Some may as well dig into the graves of the dead and wear their very shrouds the way they cloak themselves in borrowed material. But for someone to relate the opposite of this, that the most valued and important contribution of his mind is authors, this has yet to be seen. Even if we indulge ourselves with this uh, supposition, it has no rational explanation, nothing approaching the rational save one that may come to the mind of the ignorant. The leader thinks that relating the Quran to divine revelation will help him move the people and smooth the way for their obedience and responsiveness to his commands since relating it to a divine source would lend his words sanctity and an awe that exceed what would occur when he to relate them to himself. This is a false analogy in itself as well as in its rational foundation. It is corrupt per se because the Prophet ﷺ uttered both words of his own and the speech of Allah. The exalted, Allah the exalted, though claiming his own utterances, does not contradict necessary obedience due him from his followers. Thus, relating some speech to Allah cannot increase his followers in obedience to him since it is obligatory upon people to obey him in both types of utterances equally. So the sanctity of both kinds of statements in the minds of the people are the same. For obeying the Prophet ﷺ is in fact obeying Allah and disobeying him is likewise his, diso his disobedience. Once this is established, one must ask why the Prophet ﷺ didn't relate all his utterances to Allah instead of saying, as he did, this is from me and this is from Allah. Since he did not attribute everything, since he did not attribute everything he said to Allah, it can only mean that the Quran is from Allah. As for this analogy's corrupt foundation, as for this analogy's corrupt foundation, it is based on false assumption, namely the possibility that the Prophet ﷺ was like those who careless if they reach their religious ends on a bridge of lies and deceit. As for this analogy's corrupt foundation, it is based on false assumption, namely the possibility that the Prophet ﷺ was like those who care less if they reach their religious ends on a bridge of lies and deceit. This is strongly refuted by historical realities. Anyone who examines the life of the Prophet ﷺ in his uh, movement, his lifestyle, his expressions, his dispositions, whether he was pleased or angry, alone or with people, can have no doubt that he was further than all from deceit and lying. In both his private and public life, he was truthful with equal precision in all matters, great and small. In fact, this was his most striking character before his uh, prophethood and after it. This much has been attested not only by his supporters, but also by his adversaries and until this very, and, and until this very day. Say to them, O Prophet, had Allah so willed, I would not have received this Qur'an and recited it to you, nor would he have made it known to you. For truly I have dwelled among you a lifetime before it. Will you not then understand? Surah Yunus, chapter 10, verse 16.
the works of Sheikh Muhammad uh, Abdullah Diraz have appeared in a number of languages with various spellings of the author's name and Diraz. Alhamdulillah.